and welcome to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving metas. Sean, did you watch the uh, the Super Bowl the other day? Um, I I watched the last seven minutes of the game. Ah, because that's the most exciting seven minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, the funny thing is everybody's like, oh, it's such a good game. I, I tuned in and I was like, yeah, it seems exciting. Like one team scored and then another team scored and like that's excitement. But I didn't get the full effect of the comeback, if you will, of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And the thing that soured it for me, it, it may have been a penalty, but like getting into sports talk, th- there it felt like a ticky tack penalty at the end. Was it like a pass interference call? It was a holding. Something like that. A defensive, a defensive holding call or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a clip of it on Twitter. And for me personally, like I don't necessarily argue with refs at all. Like even for my, because my job is, my job is to be neutral essentially in sports. So I, it's just good practice for me. But I saw that clip and I was like, no, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I mean, for me, like the whole thing is just like, look, it's the biggest game, biggest stage, right? Like you are making a decision with that penalty that is basically saying one team is winning the game now. That that's the only thing for me where I'm like, look, sometimes if it's egregious, yeah, you call that penalty. It's important. But that one was like it was an edge case where I'm like. Ah, it just feels bad that but like, Shawnee broke yeah. a rule. I mean, did he? Probably. I don't. He, I mean, the player even you... said after the game apparently that he he did do the thing. So it's like okay, fine. But like, I don't know. It's a feels bad as a viewer, even if it's the right call technically. It's a feels bad as a viewer. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I will tell you. As a man that works in sports, I did not watch the bowl of supers. I instead looked at all the news that came out this week in the Pokemon trading card game. (laughs) Yeah, there was so there was there's a good variety of news. I feel like, you know, Jake, actually, there was one piece of news that we didn't put on our little list of things that we should talk about. Okay, well, then after the review okay it's your job to bring it up and then while i read the review link it to me in our show notes uh thing so then i can pull it up afterwards i'm just gonna type it to you but go go ahead Oh, okay but anyways this five-star review because we always start out reading our reviews and if you want to leave one make sure to drop it in itunes you can leave a review oh that is a good thing that we need to mention afterwards anyways we mentioned it on twitter this review is from Elk Country Outdoorsman. We play at school. Five stars. I'm actually going to read this fast because this is one of our lengthier reviews that we have. So, Sean, buckle up. Get ready. Click it or ticket because I'm going to go. <laughs> Excellent podcast. I really enjoy the content, your personalities, and family-friendly environment. I'm a principal in school in Kansas. Used to play when I was a kid. Now my own kids and their friends at school have got me back into playing with them. You will see the games being played on the playground daily. We're even planning a Saturday event for any student wanting to learn, trade, or play in the future. Great game for social and cognitive development. Just don't get caught trading during class. Lastly, you guys cram a ton of info into every podcast. Not only do I love listening for my self-enjoyment, all the students and my kids think I am so cool because they get all the new product and meta info from me. Ha ha. Keep up the great work and thanks for helping me be a cool dad and principal. End quote. Thank you so much for that review. Yes. Absolutely love it. Um, I I mean, I feel like I said this in the last podcast episode and we mentioned it just about every other, but I love teaching like the little kids. I had a spot in Indianapolis where I would love, love, love teaching the kids. But Sean, you know what else we love? What else do we love? We love a Pokemon TPCI adjusting to the things that need adjusted in the Pokemon trading card game. And the big news that I kind of forgot about, um, I don't know how I forgot about it, maybe because it doesn't really include me at all. The Pokemon (laughs) trading card game lowered their championship qualifications for the world's 2023 world championships in the trading card game. So Sean, give us that breakdown. I mean, breakdown the things that matter, right? Like junior and Mm -hmm. senior championship points. I don't think changed all that much to be honest um across the board there might have been some i'm sure like those of you who follow more closely in those 
you know, categories, L- let us know, tweet at us. But it's basically 200 points for juniors, except in the Middle East and South Africa region is 130. Um, seniors is 250 in U.S., 200 in a bunch of other places. And then Middle East, South Africa, 130. Um, and then for masters, 200 in Latin America, Oceania and Middle East, 250 for Europe and then 350 for the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, juniors and masters didn't change that much. Juniors and seniors didn't change that much. But masters is where a lot of the changes happened, particularly for the U.S. and Canada. So those of you who maybe don't follow the CP requirements, the championship point requirements closely, uh, it used to be 500 points, and it has been 500 points for the last couple of world championships. And well, the last couple of lack of world championships. Well, last I feel time. like. Yeah, yeah, true. But like, so it was 500. And I think with the with the problem being of like, we don't have any local events still in the US and Canada. Uh, no league cups, no league challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way you can get points is by going to these truly gargantuan sized regional events now. Um, and that can cost a lot of money and not everybody can grind that. So I think Pokemon realized they probably looked at the back end, Jake, and were like, huh, the number they of people. They probably saw, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't remember who this was. Um, but I saw this Pokemon player, this Pokemon TCG player. They've top 32, like something absurd, like five regionals or regional and up size events. I don't know if there's an IC included in there, like five major events, and they still didn't get. 500 points for their world's invite and let me tell you every regional or whatever is like breaking a record for attendance and number of competitors so i'm so happy that pokemon lowered this requirement yeah i mean i think for the people who have been working hard to get to 500 and like who started the season off being like this is still my goal i don't know when other local events are coming up good it's my goal i'm gonna go to as many regionals as i can Mm -hmm. great this is amazing news for them because like hey you know, you are already trying to get there. You are that much closer, um, and it's that much more likely. I think what it doesn't do, and I saw some people talking about this, um, where it doesn't convince people who decided that the threshold was too high to begin with, it's not going to be that helpful for those people because it's already, you know, midway through February. You know, you don't have that many events left before Worlds in any given region. Um, could you reach 350 if you went to like six or seven events and did amazingly well? Sure. But I think this is more for people who've already been, been busting their tail. So like, it's good for them. This is great for them. Yeah. I mean, I think Pokemon just looked at their player base and their player base and average like amount of CP at this point. It was just like, you know, we're going to have like four people at worlds unless we do something. <laughs> Um, so I think, I mean, I think that this movement just basically says like, if you are a like normal world's competitor and you've been attending events and stuff like, and if you've been going on this tour, cause like, again, like I made the joke earlier about, you know, five top 32s and still no 500 point worlds invite, like that's kind of a problem, um, because of no locals and things like that, which are a huge chunk of points for some people. Um, for a lot of people, really. I mean, it, um, I, it's so expensive to go to regionals. Yeah, I mean, it is. You have to buy, not only do you have to pay your um, regional admission ticket, which I think is like $70 now, your entry fee or something like that. Yep. And then you have to, you know, pay for travel, whether you're driving or flying. Gas is not cheap these days. Um, you know, you got to get food while you're there to eat. You got to... Uh, be in a hotel you gotta post up somewhere or you know get a be airbnb with friends or something if you're lucky enough to go in a group um i mean it's it's expensive and people have been uh, raving about that for a long time so i mean it, it it helps and i think it just helps enough it also solidifies that they're probably not bringing back locals anytime soon <laughs> you're i think that's true i think that um if they bring any sort of non-regional points thing back, I could maybe see them doing league cups again mm-hmm. at regionals or internationals. So like 
for OCIC, it's not happening because it's already like it's next weekend. For those of you who don't know, Oceana Championship is next weekend. Woo! But wait, for like, next weekend is in this the, weekend. The one that we're about to okay, the one yeah. that we're about to hit. Yes. Uh, but maybe for like North America International Championships, they I could see them bringing in either a cup or a and like an open. Do you remember like the DC Open that they did for the World yeah in yeah. I could see them doing a separate points qualifier. Like I believe that gave you CP. Yeah. For yeah, it gave you CP the next for the world, following right? year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I could see them bringing something like that back as kind of like a last chance points thing. Um, so we might see a little bit of that, but I agree with you. At this point, stores, the fact that stores don't really know, it's so it, it'll be so late in the season before they even get things rolling again. It would be I like mean, April or May. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't really. I mean, they've they've just started rolling out, you know, like um, within the last year, the local leagues, you know, meeting back up and doing stuff again. And so I don't I don't see cups and challenges or anything of the sort. I don't know if it'll be cups and challenges. It may be something else. This may like this whole non locals points thing could be a sunset in of like cups not. and challenges well no no, no. i'm oh, not okay. saying sunset as in they'll never have local stuff again i mean you know they used to have like cities and states and stuff and then they sunsetted that and brought in you know like leagues and cups that's what that's cool that's kind of yeah, what i'm yeah. trying to say like transitioning into what the next thing is going to be i mean we are in a new era of pokemon now in scarlet and violet so i mean you know, they changed up the cards. They got silver borders. They, you know, then maybe they're changed local. We got a new client, a Pokemon trading card game client. Maybe new locals are on the way. Hey, I mean, you're right. It's a good time for them to make that change. Like now, like just right off this season for making that change, mm -hmm. say like next season. I, I do think next season we should be back to full local competitive I would play. think so I would, really I would think so. so yeah it honestly wouldn't surprise me if we weren't until 2024 but I I mean I hope not I hope not but I think yeah I that's my hope but anyways Jake speaking of some nostalgia for things gone by like cities and nationals uh this is my transition Jake into a game that they are bringing back to the switch what is this game Jake for any long-time Pokemon trading card game fans in the chat or any boomers that were born before the year uh, 2000, a.k.a. Sean and I, you may remember the Game Boy Color game, Pokemon trading card game. And guess what? It's coming back into your most recent uh, Nintendo systems. It's going to be coming on the Nintendo Switch now. If you remember the Nintendo Switch, if you follow like overall Nintendo gaming news, things like that, maybe you play the Pokemon video games, you may remember that the Nintendo Switch has these um, sort of uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? They have these packs, these expansion packs, these, you know, downloadable content things of playing retro games. They've done the nes they've done the snes super nintendo and nintendo entertainment system and now they have announced that they are going to be doing game boy games so that's the next phase of retro stuff added on there maybe soon we'll get you know the mainstream pokemon games of red blue yellow all that stuff on it but the game um, will be coming on to the Nintendo Switch. I don't think we have a date yet of when that's going to be announced. Uh, it, I don't um, believe so, no. Sometime it was done, year. it was announced through the uh, Nintendo Direct presentation over on February 8th, so uh, like late last week. So it says that it's going to be added sometime this year. Um, and when you buy it, essentially for anyone who doesn't know you're buying the subscription um you're buying it's part of the uh nintendo switch online subscription service so if you've got switch online i believe you just get this i believe so i believe that's how the other ones um happen and then you'll be able to get game boy advance games as part of a premium expansion uh pack upgrade but sean the pokemon trading card game game boy color is the only like console handheld console pokemon 
card game that was released in America. There was actually a sequel that was released in Japan only that never made it over here. But Sean, have you played the original game? I have not played. I mean, no, I have not played the uh, Game Boy game, but I mean, it's supposed to be the card game, right? So yes. My guess is it follows. So the sets that are included are base to fossil. Um, and it looks like I'm looking at the set right now. I don't know if it's the full set list. Um, I don't think be. it's the full. I don't think it's the full set list of um, base set through fossil. But I have played this before. I, I played through it like two. It was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I bought the games and played it. Um, and basically what it is, is, you know, just like a regular Pokemon game, you go through these like eight gyms and things like that. You basically do that, but play decks. So if you're if you love retro formats, maybe you want to experience. Maybe you started playing the game like Sean and I in like the Sun and Moon era mm -hmm. or something like that, and you want to play. You know, how was the uh, the the hit? What? Oh gosh, uh, Haymaker Haymaker oh, deck. Yeah. How did that play or any of that stuff? Um, it's a really really fun game. I really like it a lot. It's kind of cheesy and it's it but it's it's really fun if you just like playing the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, I will say I think it's probably it probably goes by all the rules, the original rules of the yes, game, which the are the original wild. rules. So you, yeah, you can play as many supporters as you want during your turn. You can play them turn 1. Yep. I can't remember, I think you can attack turn 1. You can. You can attack if you go first turn 1. If you mm -hmm. mulligan your opponent uh draws two cards instead of one as a bonus um you can retreat any number of times on your turn mm -hmm. there's no limit oh wait on really the of, yeah there's no limit on the amount of retreats. when i when i played the game i never i never did that i just acted like i could only retreat once i didn't realize that was a thing yeah there's a whole like i mean we can one day do a, a proper retro format maybe but like there's a whole other weird set of rules that like don't necessarily make sense in today's game obviously but um yeah so yeah if you wanted to experience what that old old format maybe looked like a little bit this is a good way to do that i think this is also as someone who has played it this is a really cool game if you've got like a younger kid who wants to learn kind of how to play the game it's it's a fun game honestly in my opinion i think uh mellow magikarp stands is one of like this is one of his favorite games ever um is the original pokemon trading card game on the game boy color um and it's really good like if you have someone that wants to learn how to play the game this is a great i mean they do a great job of teaching you the basics and kind of you know uh acclimating you you know the beginner the beginner uh matches and things like that and then you know progressively getting a little bit harder and harder um it's really really cool to be honest Jake, I'm just going to say this out loud because I have to, which is like, mm -hmm. I really want somebody to proxy all of the cards with the, ga with the uh, t Game Boy art. Like, make versions of cards with the Game Boy art. That would be dope. I think the... I think I could be... I feel like the Game Boy sprites moved... I mean, I don't need them to move just but with this like pixel version, like the color palette, you know, like this mm -hmm. is I'm just looking at these images. These images are so gorgeous. And I'm sure that they will actually look really good on the switch, because, again, those of you who maybe don't remember, I don't believe the Game Boy Color had a backlit screen. No, it did not. So you had to use an external. You either needed to mod your Game Boy Color, or have an external light that connected in the little plug in. So also, people who are playing this on the Switch, you will see the colors, the pixel, all in their full glory on a backlit screen. So another reason, like if you happen to have the subscription, give it a whirl. You'll get to see all the art in all of its glory. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super cool. And you know what else you can see in its full art and full glory exclusively in English, Sean? Okay, English exclusive. That rarely happens. So you remember when we talked about the premium tournament collections, how Boss's Order, Cyrus, and Clara were going to be 
um the new characters mm-hmm. in these milk carton boxes that i keep talking about the milk cartons well it turns out they revealed the clara full art promo and that it's going to be an english exclusive which is very very cool sean in my opinion yeah i mean like 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 you were saying it's very weird for english to have exclusive cards like mm-hmm. On the Poke Beach page that we are looking at now, it lists a couple of cards that are not printed in Japan, but most of them are like weird regional promos like Pikachu on the ball. There's a couple of like a Pikachu Raichu set that didn't actually come out in the black and white era. But and then like our celebration set had Greninja, um, you know, Greninja. What is the star? What is I can't remember the name of it, but I it's it's the gold star. I yeah, think I don't know Greninja. exactly what it That's was. I didn't play it. during that time. And then but, you know, we did have a full art Charizard VMAX that came in the premium collection and that art was not in Japan. So I would say of all the precedents, that's probably the one that's the most similar. Mm-hmm. But that basically puts it at two cards that have been printed in English whose art was never featured in Japan. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's very strange. I wonder if the um, artist on this is a Japanese artist, though. Um, I can't tell based on the photo that's on Pokey Beach. I can't read that um, card. Let me see if I can try to find a... Uh, hmm, like a, a larger uh, image. Yeah, like one where I'd be able to read it, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Reason- yeah, I don't... I, it's just so fuzzy <laughs> well yeah it is the, the reason i mention that is because you know almost all of the art in pokemon cards i think I, i'm gonna say almost there might be a couple of exclusions but almost all the art is done by the japanese artists you know that work on the pokemon card game in japan so mm-hmm. um it would be interesting to know if like if this art was done by the japanese artist but is only printed in non-japanese format like in non-japanese sets that's it's just so strange um so yeah, I, it's, it, I think it shows a level of collaboration with the Pokemon Company in Japan and the Pokemon Company International that I don't usually, I think I, we don't usually see that level of collaboration. Um, and it's just really cool. I mean, anytime that we can get like some sort of exclusive, it feels really good because usually, I mean, I'm usually just bummed out that we don't get a Japanese exclusive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, you have many of those that you're like, oh, why? I, I'm, one of my favorite cards of all time is a Japanese exclusive promo. Yep. It was the one that they didn't bring to America for some yeah. reason. <laughs> the one that they didn't bring from Dream League, the Lillian Clefairy. But Sean, do you know what else they're bringing to uh, the United States? Wow. Or English in general. You shared the link with me. So I think the other thing they're bringing to the United States is a Mimikyu EX box. Um, you know, the product images have actually been revealed. It also shows us the Mimikyu EX. Um, yeah, like in general, this is a pretty standard box. Like it's four packs, a couple of promo cards, one of which being that Mimikyu EX. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is interesting though. It's the first... I think this says it's getting released on March 3rd. So it actually won't include any Scarlet and Violet packs because that's Well, before. I mean, they've they've, they've done, done that, that before. before. Yeah. yeah, they did that with the Meowth VMAX, you know, the first VMAX to ever be printed. Um, they did that before Sword and Shield release. So basically, they're just doing it again. And now it's uh, now it's the Mimikyu EX, which I would argue is a more popular Pokemon. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this card, I'll, I'll briefly mention, we can talk about the card, 190 HP uh, basic EX Pokemon, which, um, you know, we've seen Maridon and Koridon being basic EXs, but mm-hmm. another basic EX at that 190 mark. Um, the first attack for one Psychic does 30, switch it with one of your bench, pretty stock standard, honestly. Um, good if it gets stuck in the active and you're like, I would rather it not. <laughs> um, but the second attack... I think this is an interesting shift for them. Uh, It's not going to be a crazy busted attack, but it does say for a Psychic and two Colorless, it does 30 times damage. 30 damage for each energy attached to both active. The reason I bring this up is I'm pretty sure Victini V, which had a very similar attack to this, it was one less energy, 
but it also only did 20 times the mm-hmm. damage, correct? So to me, this is interesting because it suggests that they're, they've chosen to bump the multiplier up by another 10. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's an, an acknowledgement of the power creep, if you will, just that's been happening since the start of, you know, Sword and Shield. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out because that I think is somewhat new. I think it's interesting. I mean, I think Pokemon is slightly careful when they do the energy attached to both active Pokemon type of attack because of the, uh, what was it, uh, black and white. Was it black and white or X and Y, the Mewtwo Wars? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I, a while ago, let's just say a while ago, you know, before Sun and Moon, uh, there used to be an era of Pokemon. You could probably find um, some tournament VODs on the Pokemon channel where all decks, because double colorless energy was in the format, all decks would basically run Mewtwo EX and they would just one shot each other because Mewtwo EX with the double colorless hitting for a weakness would KO another Mewtwo EX. And Mewtwo EX was so good that, you know, everybody, just everybody played it. Do you know what's amazing, Jake? I'm going to point this out because they did give it a metal weakness. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. have the Mimikyu EX knocking out a Mimikyu EX because, yep. if you know, it's, you know, right now in the format, typically Psychic is more often weak to Psychic. But because mm-hmm. Mimikyu is fairy type, typically, like Rip. It, it might be, yeah. But it is interesting because if you think about anything that's weak to Psychic, um, my guess is that that is going to be a one-hit KO on anything weak to Psychic because you're starting off doing 90 damage just with your yes. energy. So if, exactly. you're, if your opponent has a standard amount of energy, which is three, that's six times 30, 180, you double that, that's going to knock out anything. So... It is an interest it is an interesting card that it's like straightforward if so long as your opponent is playing a three energy attacker that is weak to psychic just pack it up um so I don't know I think that's something to keep an eye on like cuz that amount of damage is just enough to make the math just right without having to need like weird additional energies I will say the Maridon EX uh, has a three energy attack and Maridon EX in Japan. We may talk about this in the in a future episode more about it when Sean is in Japan mm-hmm. and we're doing podcasts across the country. Um, Maridon EX has a three energy attack. So that would be no. I mean, it's not weak to psychic, but that's 180 without the effect of like you know, a choice belt-esque thing or a Zigzagoon paint. You know, it, I mean, it's realistic for a Mimikyu EX to be able to knock out, maybe one-shot um, the the Maridon EX. And who knows? Maybe you add, like, the Shadow Rider Calyrex VMAX, you know, to it. Yeah. Accelerate yeah, yeah. those energies. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Still waiting on Turbo Patch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um but yeah, not a busted card, but you know, just some interesting design things I wanted to mention. It's a cool, it's a cool card to come out. Um, yeah. you know, as like the first card. I remember <laughs> people were real excited and trying out Meowth VMAX because, you know, it had it was it was viable enough to play it for fun on PTCGO. Not necessarily gonna win a lot of stuff, but it it was fun to just mess around with it. Mm-hmm. Jake, speaking of new things coming out, what what has been revealed in Japan? So we talked about Triplet B coming out here in Japan in the future when its trademark came out in October. And now the first Scarlet and Violet subset has officially been revealed, releasing on March 10th in Japan. And once again, as we talked about, illustration rares are coming back. The starters will get their own. You may have seen them on Twitter. They're absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. They are some of, I feel like they are some of Pokemon's finest arts up to this point. Like they are just truly astounding. Yeah. Uh, I love that they're giving the basics in this set, like mm-hmm. a version that is like gorgeous art. Hopefully, that hopefully these are the basics that people would want to run in their decks. Because, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, when you, like, have the optimal, like, there was, like, the optimal Drizzile, 
for a while. That was the Rapid Strike one and then the other one. If these are the optimal ones and if their EX evolutions are playable, like it's going to be a lot of fun to bling out your deck with these cards. I will say, I don't know that Sprigatito, the second one has 70 HP and the other one only has 60, so who knows? But Gather Sunshine, it's first attack, Grass Energy. Search your deck up for two basic basic energy cards. Put them in your hand and, and then shuffle your deck. So I don't know. It's fine. Maybe that's just better, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, it, I don't know if you want it stuck in the active on turn two, you know, going... <laughs> going into turn two that's probably true (laughs) hey you know you do what you can in this set as well they've got the um ex's of all the starter final evolutions in here as well so um sprigatito's final evolution which is meow scarada um you've got fue coco's which is skeledurit i need pronunciations for all these pokemon Skeledurge, and then you've got Quaxley's, which is Quaquavel. Quaquavel. I want to say Quaquavel, but it could be Quaquavel. Uh, it's 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 but yeah. They're making this real hard for me, to be honest. I mean, it might be Quaquavel, like like Quack, but I, who knows? Uh, who knows? In this set as well, this causes a lot of noise from people too. Some excitement. There's a couple trainers coming out in Triple Beat that were revealed that got people really hyped, including the return of Superior Energy Retrieval, Sean, the first item card up there. Sean, do you do you know this card? I don't think I know Superior Energy Retrieval. I think so that was superior- like an era between. Yeah, I'd never played. I I believe it was mainly in the it was it's like black and white early XY again if you watch some old um tournaments and stuff on the Pokemon channel of some regionals and things like that. You'll see this card a lot in like um Archie stories, stuff like that. Mhm. Like Blastoise decks that were going on. If you don't know what Superior Energy Retrieval is, it's an item card, trainer card that says discard two cards from your hand. If you can't discard two cards, you can't play this card. Put four basic energy cards from your discard pile into your hand. You can't choose a card you discarded with the effect of this card. So it is really, really good in a lot of decks um, during its prime time in the Pokemon trading card game. So a lot of people, especially when you have, you know, a bunch of decks right now. I know we won't get this set until like our June set Yeah. in the rest of the world. This comes out in March in um, Japan and it comes out in probably June for the rest of the world. But this card ran rampant. And I feel like especially right now with a lot of decks that play a lot of different energy cards, this is a cool one to be able to utilize in decks to be able to get specific energies back. Yeah, I mean, I think it it works well if you have if you have things that you need to do with that energy. I think back to like you know, Baby Blounds, Baby Blacephalon mm-hmm. back in 2019. Yeah. That deck, the way that the attack worked for for those newer to the game, you had to get a bunch of fire energy in your hand and then when you attacked, you discarded a number of fire energy and for each fire energy you discarded you did 50 damage so like in order to take the big knockouts that everybody was afraid of you had to get up to six energy into your hand and typically that meant having to recycle them from the discard back into your hand in some way yeah Um, and i mean there there was the fire crystal item card too you know grab three fire energies from the discard which that card was so that card broken. was nuts. That card was <laughs> so good, especially with Welder in the format. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That card ran rampant, Sean. So I think this is and way- it had and there was, you know what? I'm now realizing how broken this card was because there was Giant Hearth in the format yes. to grab energies, you know, and then discard them, and then there was Heat Factory as well uh-huh. to discard it. Yeah, man, I even played a bunch of decks with that card and i'm just now realizing how broken oh it gosh is. that deck that deck could easily hold up even in these formats today like mm-hmm. it would be fine um but yeah like i don't know this card here i don't know if it will i'm sure they are designing the new cards to make it very good to play mm-hmm. uh, the whole discard two cards from your hands and then get the energy into your hand 
it could be really good if you need to like you know there's battle vip pass there's like lots of cards that can sometimes just get stuck in your hand that you don't want and if you have a way to get rid of those with this card put the energy on to, into play and then draw a bunch of cards like yeah i could see this card being really broken and there's a bunch of other options as well, you know, that maybe haven't been explored too much. We've seen glimpses of decks that play like Thornton. Yeah. Right. Thornton would be able to combo really well with that card. You know, we've seen like the the single strike mustards and rapid strike mustards as well. That could potentially help on uh, certain things like that. But there's going to be some cool cards in triple beat. And I know some people are pretty excited for this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other card I wanted to mention, you mm -hmm. know, we'll do a whole set review in like six months or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever this is. Uh, I just think it's cool to talk. Uh, woo. I, Anyways. I, I did want to mention, though, the luminous energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, eagle-eyed and eared listeners will, will have noted that, like, you know, rotation is going to happen at the end of March, beginning of April. I think sometime in that time frame. Um, and when that happens there will be a window of time where we don't have any rainbow energy in the standard format, which is, I, I'm sure it's happened, but I can't remember a time. Because I don't know if since we've played, um, because Aurora energy came out early sword and shield. It was like rebel clash or something like that. Yep. And before that we had the rainbow energy in format for like <laughs> three years or more. There may have been a time when it wasn't, when there wasn't a rainbow, but yeah, like there's always been at least one, sometimes two <laughs> rainbow energies. And so, you know, the question was like, what's going to replace Aurora, right? Like rainbow energy is kind of a, a thing in Pokemon. And like, this is a, it's a good card, but I think they have, I think they've realized the error of their ways with rainbow energies. Cause like, if you look at Reggie, the Reggie's decks, if you look at Lugia, especially Lugia V-Star, mm -hmm it can really abuse that rainbow energy to power up an Eveltal Amazing Rare, to, to power up anything, really, from the deck. And so they have they have uh, changed the rainbow energy to read. You know, it provides any type of energy. It provides one at a time. But if the Pokemon this card is attached to has any other special energy, this card provides one colorless energy. So you can't even combo this with, like, a double turbo. I'm also reading it. I don't know if this is the way that it's reading it, but it says any other special, like if this car, if the, this the card Pokemon, is attached to it as yeah. any other special energy. So I feel like you can't even put two of these on it. Uh, well, you could, you could put two of these. Could you and put would, two of these on it? But they would only provide colorless. They would not provide rain. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so that's, like if you put two of these luminous energies on, it negates the effect. It negates both of them, so you get zero yeah. color. Yeah. So and like I said, like you know, with Lugia, you can put like oh, if it's like it only provides one, and you can only put one of them on a Pokemon, then you'd say okay, well we'll switch to a special energy deck where it's one luminous and one double turbo or whatever. But you can't even do that because the double turbo would turn this into a colorless energy. So. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they think like, and you know, I personally, I think it like it's kind of not quite a death knell, but pretty close to a death knell for Lugia V Star. Um, I mean, we saw in we saw in I mean the first two sets of um, Sword and Shield really had a lot of special energy in it, yeah, especially colored type of special energy. They so do. I mean, you have other options. probably come with yeah, they'll probably come with you know specific types. I would say again, probably. Yeah. Or some options, but you know, they'll still have special energy. They just probably won't use that one. That's true. Yeah. Cause I do, I did like the, the design of like hiding dark and heat fire and yeah, I thought those were and, cool. And I think they didn't see enough play for what they offered. And so maybe that's what Pokemon is thinking. I was like, Hey, we're going to make special energy. We want them to do very special things, but you can't combo them with other stuff. And I think yeah, that's they, fair. They're looking at Lugia and they're like, man, you're good, dude. <laughs> yeah, like we made a mistake. Oh, no, this is this is a problem. <laughs> I will say a mistake that they haven't been making is the art. If you want to go up to the the fire Paldean, Paldean, Paldean Tauros, I think this card 
is quite possibly one of the coolest cards I've ever seen in terms of art fire in the in the fire section. Yeah, Wait, right above that Oracorio. Oh, this guy. Yeah, that oh, art. My. If you have a chance to look it up, I absolutely love that art. Like, I want that on a poster on my wall. It is so cool looking. This would be. A I sick know for our audio. Yeah, I know for our audio only listeners, this means nothing to you. <laughs> this is great um, audio content, Jake. But just look it up. It's the Paladin Tauros, you know, fire typing got just like fire sparks racing everywhere, breaking the ground, looks real tough, looks real gritty. Again, like you said, you know, looks incredible on a play mat. I will no say, more of that ultra pro copy paste stuff. Put I'm this glad, on it. I'm glad they gave Tauros a little love because like, you know, it, it's one of the OG Pokemon. But I feel like it's one of those Pokemon that just kind of was it, it sat in this weird camp of like, I don't know, it's fine. It's a bull like it's not it also a Pokemon, it's just a bull <laughs> like in in this triple beat um, article that Poke Beach posted and, and showed there's three different Tauros cards in here mm -hmm. because the Paldean Tauros, if you don't know, spoiler alert, can kind of like change typings uh based on certain stuff so like there's a fighting tauros in here there's a water tauros in here and there's a fire tauros um who knows if there will be more there might be more tauros when the set actually releases or in future sets you know they may in a future set they may add like you know a lightning one and a uh, a normal one or i don't know hey jake can i also point out one well we're gonna do the set review of the future i know but can i point out the most broken card they have printed in yes e it's going to sound stupid. Oracorio. Okay. I know why. It's, it has an ability. It's a basic Pokemon, so it's easy to find. Mm -hmm. It has an ability. Once during your turn, heal 20 damage from your active evolution Pokemon. Okay, like, you know, all of the EXs, like a lot of the ones that you're going to play are probably going to be at stage one or stage two. You know what they forgot to put on this card? You can only um, use this ability once. Like okay, okay Sean, like scoop up isn't scoop up net leaving format? Yeah, scoop up net is, but throw four of these down and you heal eighty damage. Every Do you think turn. your deck is gonna be that consistent and effective if you throw four of that puppy, four of those puppies down? If all you need, Jake, is one thing in the active, one thing on the bench, four of these bad boys healing. That's a great tank deck. That's, that's a, 80. That's, a that's only 80. 80 damage that requires no cards in hand. You can combo that. Remember when we had Mallow and Lana? Imagine. imagine. Mallow and Lana was a switch and heal like 120. I know, but imagine if we had other cards in hand that could heal. Like we have Hyper Potion, right? So like. Um, Hyper I don't know if Hyper Potion is getting. Not. Yeah, I don't know if rotation. it's surviving rotation, actually. But like, I don't know. There will be heal cards. There's always heal cards, right? What about the special food tin? You remember that one? Suspicious the, food from tin. Champion, yeah, suspicious <laughs> food tin from Champion's Path. I mean, what all I'm saying, one? Jake, is like, I have no idea this card may just never see play and always will be trash. But the fact that it does not, the fact that it does not specify only one of these abilities at a time, it's, it's a free 80 damage heal on your turn. That is nutty. I'm just going to say it. If we, if we get scoop up net back, I'll somewhat <laughs> validate you or something effective like scoop up net. Uh, what about the, what about the, uh, what's the card that used to be like in item card, you flip a coin and if heads pick up a Pokemon and all things attached to it or whatever. Oh my God. Super scoop up. Yeah. Super scoop up. Yeah. 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 Bring that back. I like that card. Don't, that don't. card was fun. That, that that's called fun. That and Acerola. Just bring those back. Just wall yeah. Stall. Bring back Acerola. Seriously though. Seriously, <laughs> Acerola is cool. Um, I think they did that in Volo or whatever. Jake, are you ready to talk about not new cards but old cards and how they're doing? We're gonna talk a little bit about the Pokemon TCG meta, but not necessarily about like you know Lugia. Gudra, Mew. We're going to talk about the cool fun decks, especially cool fun decks that are cheap that you could probably build either from like your bulk or you could go out and buy pretty easily. We're going to go off of the latest tournament of Doom tournament. I believe it was about 75 players. And the first one that we're going to talk about, because this is a deck that we haven't talked about in a while, Soul Rock and Lunatone, Sean.
Hey, I saw I, I saw somebody I played against somebody who was playing this deck uh like a week ago, week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's great. I I mean, Soul Rock and Lunatone is quite possibly the cheapest deck that you can build. Mm-hmm. These these cards are so cheap. And they also got really cool um the uh the character rares um in the latest sets um so you can bling out your soul rock and lunatones with beautiful arts (laughs) as well but effectively what this is if you do not know soul rock has an ability that says once during your turn you may attach a psychic energy card from your discard pile to one of your lunatones and then lunatone here this 90 hp level ballable basic pokemon has a three colorless energy cost. 30 plus is the attack. This attack does 30 more damage for each psychic energy attached to this Pokemon. So really what it is, is you just boost up this puppy with a bunch of energies. You know, get them in the discard through trekking shoes, research, ultra ball, uh, stop. I'm looking at all these um, different things that you can do to it. And you just power up this lunatone to hit for a bunch of damage and that's basically your turn every single turn yeah (laughs) um and and that yeah you just try to go after the big things on your opponent's side of the board and like any good single prize deck you just try to beat them in the um prize race game Mm -hmm. and it's a i mean it's a lot of fun and it does require a little bit of sequencing stuff so um because i mean you have to get the energies in the discard and then you have to make sure that you have enough energy to attack. And then if you don't, you know, you have to strategically try to um, math it out of like, okay, how many energies am I going to need? Am I going to need to set up a second Lunatone to start building up and then follow through with a whole bunch? Um, So, I mean, it's like a cool deck and it's super, super cheap. I don't know how cheap this deck is. I cannot stress how cheap this is. This deck, I, I don't necessarily know either, but it is bound to be dirt cheap. Yeah, because, I mean, you probably, if you are someone who plays the game, um, you probably have all the trainers that you need. There's no exactly. incredibly rare trainers, and so all you're buying is commons and uncommons, aside yeah. from the Radiant Greninja. Uh, Jake, what was the other? There was one other deck that you were like, yeah, that's that's a fun one to talk about. The other one that I want to talk about is the Zoroark deck, mostly because I love Zoroark decks. This was also in the top eight, I believe, of the Tournament of Doom 7th place in the latest one right here. And so Zoroark, this deck specifically, what you're trying to do is your draw engine, make do Chinchino. Been a while since we've talked about that card, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Make do is discarding a card from your hand and drawing two cards off of that. And it combos well with Zorark because Zorark, if you do not know, is a stage one Pokemon that has an ability to where you can switch the Zorark with a stage one Pokemon in your discard pile. And it keeps all the the cards attached to it, effects, things like that. So like evolution effects. Um, that it did as a Zorark. So it's basically like a toolbox type of deck. You know, you're hitting for weakness. You know, you got a Mighty Enna in there to hit your Muse. You got Flapples in there if, you're po- if your opponent plays a lot of abilities. You've got Cleaver in there for the fighting damage. Breaksin in there just because Breaksin can do a ton of damage, actually. We talked about that card. Um, Raichu in there because... Um, it has an attack if your opponent has used their V-Star power during this game. This attack does 100 more damage, so that's 280 damage and weakness on Lugia, which is kind of insane. <laughs> that's um, that's amazing. And there's also another one, one that I didn't actually know about until looking at these Tournament of Doom results, and I don't know how good it is, but it's really, really cool. This is a Probo Pass, Sean, from Brilliant Stars. It is three cents market value very very cheap has a two colorless energy attack switch one of your opponent's bench pokemon with their active pokemon this does 40 damage to the new active pokemon this to me feels like an attack that's more of a follow-up like if you hit with one pokemon and you were just short of a knockout because maybe you missed like a choice belt 
or something like that or maybe you had That's to clever. attach double turbo and you know you, you missed it by a little bit the promo pass kind of cleans up and it's really really cool I, um, I that's a that's a clever call because it's basically a boss's order on attack effectively and you and you basically give yourself um an extra prize card essentially for your opponent or you make the game shorter i guess um for your opponent because usually you know they got to take six prize cards you necessarily um well i don't know where i was going with this there's a slow bro card in this <laughs> that is really really cool two energies you can use this attack only if your opponent has exactly one prize card remaining take two prizes in a v-star format you know where there's a bunch of two prize pokemon laying around and you're a one prizer deck this is a really cool slow bro yeah. anyways that's what i was trying to say the slow bro is really cool well it's the, the funny thing about this slow bro actually is there i don't believe there's any way for your opponent to play around this slow bro like other it, than the only thing it would be is with Manaphy if Manaphy was not on the field for some reason and they like Raikou they like boss Raikoud um you know a Chinchino and a Zorua Sure like but if they if they like yeah if they were able to get you from 2 to 0 instantly great yeah. like that's that's like yeah and they just win but like assuming you get a turn like there's no way to get you know, you either have to go from two to zero or otherwise you're landing on one at some yeah. point. Um, and so long as you as the other player can like sort of keep pace almost. Um, yeah, the only thing they could do is get rid of the Zoro because I think to myself, like there's only one slow bro. And in other formats, right? Like if you had a Pokemon in your discard, there like there did exist like Giraffe Rig. Or like some other things, you know, that could like lost own stuff from your discard. But no, this yeah. discard, you can't echoing horn it. You can't do anything to it. It's just sitting and you're like, I know. It's, it's just coming. there. You have to like you have to like somehow convince them. I mean, you can't even like lost city it. No, you can't. Right? Because there's no like you can't start it. No, you can't there's nothing you could you just see it and like I guess you, lose. The, you know what you could do. No. If you happen to be playing uh, not Clap Stadium, the one that um Temple of Sinnoh. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really like your only stop to this. <laughs> yeah. And even then, they play capture energy, so they just double capture energy as Zorark. Sure, yeah. Or like they bump your stadium and then a double turbo. Yeah, I mean, they play three paths of the peak in this list specifically. Yeah, I, I like this is this is really clever. Uh, and that Flapple, man, that Flapple, I've never seen this attack before, but 50 damage for each of your opponent's Pokemon in play that has an ability. I mean, against Lugia... You are You're doing a lot of damage. House. You're doing like potentially 300 damage for one energy. That's nuts. And um, you don't even have to use a double turbo because there's oh. capture energies, like I said, in this list. So it's, bam. It, uh, yeah, I like this deck. I mean, I mean, this deck I have. Oh, I mean, we've talked about Zorark decks before on the podcast, and I've always talked about how cool they are. Sean, we didn't even go over a Razu. Do you even know what that card is? Uh, What? There's a supporter in here I'm sure you've never read before in your entire life. That is correct. What does this do? Arezu is a supporter from Lost Origin. It is six cents for the regular art, Sean. Very, very cheap. Search your deck for up to three evolution Pokemon that don't have a rule box. Reveal them and put them in your hand. Wow. <laughs> if only there was an entire deck based on evolution Pokemon without a rule box. Cough, <laughs> cough zorark oh man that's actually that's crazy i you know i think to myself jake i'm like is this a card that lugia should play um go get your lugia i don't V-star. know actually like if you could throw a luminion down and just guarantee that you see two archaeops and a lugia v-star and all you have you to be able to discard ball? the archaeops though yeah, ultra that's ball. the thing ultra ball Easy. Oh, just ultra ball it yeah just have ultra, ultra ball. ball in hand just have you know? an ultra it, it, jake it's easy just have an ultra well ball. i mean you could <laughs> you can discard it based off of ultra ball quick ball um aurora energy how else could you discard it if you use a Rezu as your supporter uh well i mean if you want to get it on that turn i mean yeah there's there's all those three things um i don't know what else lugia would be playing that could really discard it but lugia v's attack if you are going second right Lugia yeah. V's attack, I think, discards 
a card to draw three or maybe two i thought it was this i thought it was like the stadium card maybe i'm no maybe it is a regular card actually i don't know and people usually don't use uh read the wind it is discard a card from your hand so it's any card from your hand so okay there you go i mean just read the wind so it's so you you play this going second on your first turn you know you get your v-star you get two of your archaeops you you know read the wind you put one in the then you draw three it's like you got half a professor's research it's really cool too because like this Arezu also has like in terms of the Zorak deck it has really good synergy with the Minchinos. Oh yeah, right? that's really good. Like y- with the Arezu you grab 3 evolution pokemon. You can grab, you Chinchino. know, pokemon that you discard. Yeah. You can also grab Chinchinos as well. So like this not only is this card effectively, you know, getting your evolutions to be able to discard them, it's also effectively like draw up to 6. That this Grab three, draw six, potentially. I love the spice. Or grab, or even like grab three, draw two, even. You know, if you grab two chinchinos and, and, or one chinchino and two Pokemon or whatever. Like, it's, it's a really cool addition, I feel like, in this deck. And it's also super, super cheap that you can build. So if you're looking for, you know, some decks right now in this format, maybe you, you're just waiting for Scarlet and Violet to release, right? You're just, the format's feeling stale, or maybe you want to bring something spicy to locals. <laughs> yeah, There's spicy and cheap that you can build right away. There are two decks right there that you could probably build. And yeah. if you can't build them, you can build it really cheap. I will say, if you have friends that open a lot of Pokemon cards over the last yeah. two years, they all these cards are in their bulk. Trust me. Yeah, Just, I mean, you, even you if you bought like, even if you bought like a trainer toolkit, you know, you have most of those cards. Yeah. Probably you just don't have like maybe the the Arezu and Serena's. Yeah, yeah. Um, which Arena or I'm sorry, Serena is still like a pretty cheap card overall. It's not expensive. Yeah. Huh. Well, Jake, those are some cool, very weird decks. Uh, those are think, fun decks. Uh, yeah. Those those are. Do you think we'll see any of those at the top tables at OCIC? Absolutely not. But if it if it did happen, I would. I would be so excited. You have no idea, Sean. Like I would eat. I, I, yeah. I mean, not really. Don't make. Well, I mean, I don't think I. Remember the last time you made a promise? (laughs) Yeah, no, and 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 I will be picking a winner um, soon. I will be doing that on Twitter. I have not forgotten. I've just been very busy, so don't worry. We will get that done. (laughs) I promise. I don't. I don't break promises, Sean. Mm -hmm. Especially on this podcast. Yes. Uh, which means that we will also be back next week to talk about OCIC. Yes. That's a promise. That's a promise. Um, we will be talking about OCIC because it'll be a new big giant event. Yeah. Uh, Oceana, Oceana Internationals or is it regionals? Uh, it's it's international. It's oh, OCIC. Yes, yeah. IC is international championships for anyone who doesn't know. Now, Duh, Jake. Yeah. Over, over under on Henry Brand. winning oh gosh um i did see on twitter somebody tagged us on twitter oh my gosh i'm gonna forget who it was um uh brankis brankis on twitter you know uh sander wocek has been uh testing for ocic i that could be like i know that there's there's obviously like lots of good players everywhere in the world but the european region i think sander because sander plays there so often they kind of have a better sense of him I don't know if the players going to Oceania will be as aware of Sand of Sander, right? Like, so. He well, be... I think it. I think it might have also been a uh, a joke. Uh... Um, limitless. So you're not on Twitter anymore, which is why I wanted to play this joke. Um, there was just a bug or whatever on Limitless or something. Uh, they accidentally posted like the Oceania 2023 regionals results. <laughs> And so uh, it has Sander playing uh, Orbital VMAX and Rotom. And so that. then he posts a he posts a picture of himself playing <laughs> um, Orbital VMAX and Rotom and says testing is going swimmingly. And I don't know how serious it is. He's playing against Lost Box. So who knows? Maybe uh, That's great. maybe it is serious, but I will be cheering for him if he is there yeah. playing that deck because Orbital VMAX is one of the coolest cards that never really saw play. 
Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Such yeah. is how that be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Jake. Walk us out. Thank you so much for listening to the MetaPod Podcast. Pokemon TCG Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. If you want to tell us how we're doing, leave a review. Spotify, you can leave a five-star rating. YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment. And then on Apple, you can leave a starter review and then also tell us some kind words. Anyways, have a great week. <laughs>